back just a couple of plays. Nonetheless, Argos uh, down 40. 41 to 1. Yikes. As we have just uh, started play here in the fourth quarter. There's a penalty on the play. Marquise Jackson ran. It was second down and 10. Illegal low block. Toronto number 32. That penalty is declined. Junior. Second down. Gets the call. And it'll be, it was a loss of four on the play. It'll be second down and 14. Well, the book on James Franklin, his number one attribute is he does have poise. The game is by no means bigger than he is. He can handle the pressure and the mentality of being a quarterback at, at the professional level. He's got a very accurate throwing arm. Uh, he did not necessarily have the dominant training camp that they anticipated him having. McLeod Bethel Johnson at one time really was much better as a quarterback than he was, but they are a little bit different. So injured player for the Stampeders is Adam Berger coming off the field. Argos facing a second and 14. You, there was a preseason news conference, was a conference call, shall we say. It was Pop and Pressman. And you were on it. You asked Pressman specifically about the poise of James Franklin and whether or not that's an attribute that can be coached. I thought that was interesting. Second and 14. Franklin, four-man rush, drops back under pressure. Is going to scoot out to the right side with a flag down. It's holding. And we'll try to drop one in. That should be a flag. And Wilder can't believe there's no flag. And he's right in the grill of the official. And lucky he didn't get a flag there. Well, the question I asked. He got Coach, tugged on the way down. So I'm sorry, Chris. The question I asked. Uh, holding. Toronto number 57. That penalty be declined. Third down. Tyler Holmes, go ahead. Coach Tressman was, can you coach poise, or is that just a natural gift, like you are born with it? And he said yes, and you coach boys, poise through clarity of knowing all the different situations, knowing your personnel, having a clear mind, and all your keys are crystal clear in your mind. And it made sense to me, but I still think it's a little bit of a gift. High kick from Pepper. This is uh, better. Actually, not that long, but uh, good directionally. It'll be picked up at the 40-yard line by Williams. He's not going to return this 101 yards. No. Another late flag. Yeah, this oh, game This boy, game now, no, Mike, is getting sloppy. Especially yeah. with what happened a year ago at Grey Cup and the frustration of the Stamps, and they're taking Bo Levi out. And we'll take the time. We'll let you know what the penalty is when we come back. Actually, let's hear from uh, Tom Valesi first. Tom, what's the penalty? During the return, illegal block, Calgary number 98. 10-yard penalty. First down. We'll take the timeout. Stampeders ball. They lead by 40. 4-0. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Morgan and Schultz with you. Chris the Curse Schultz. 41-1. to I'm putting this all on you. Like 100% well, is on you, Mr. Rookie. I'm not superstitious, so it's hard oh, okay, for me to agree with what you say. <laughs> Uh, Kate Pedersen also letting us know that Nakas Anyeka has ice on his right knee. That means he's done for the night. And we'll try to get a uh, an update on Matty Black as well. This has been a disaster for the Argonauts. First down for the Stampeders. And Nick Arbuckle is in at quarterback, and they'll go to the ground game on first down to get two or three. Pushing and shoving again. This is just a lot of frustrated football players out here wearing double blue today. And now the Calgary Stampeders play the clock because the mentality of the game is a little bit changed, not so much in terms of executing to score points. In all sincerity, 
what is on Dave Dickinson's mind, get out of this game oh, healthy. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Get out of this game healthy. No question about that. Wind's picking up here at BMO tonight. Beautiful night for football. A lot of folks have already headed to the exit zone. Our buckle under pressure. Down he goes. Finally, a sack for the Argonauts. Cleon Lang, the Edmonton native. Goes nuts on his Southern Alberta natives. Uh, rivals, rather. Neighbors. And it'll be a loss, and it'll be third down, and the Argos will get the ball back. Marquise Jackson will drop back and return it. And you can really see the difference between Bo Levi Mitchell and Arbuckle. Yeah. Arbuckle drops back to pass at the moment of uh, pressure. He kind of turtles where Bo Levi Mitchell spins. Still comes Rob Maver, Mr. Direction. Crosswind here at BMO. He's going to look for the near sideline. High kick, floating, floating, and it'll be caught at the 42-yard line. Perfect kick by Maver, and the tackle will be made at the 45-yard line. Into the wind, high, and still got it inbounds right next to the sideline, so Jackson had to make the catch. I'll tell you, Martinez Jackson has some guts. I mean, he does not hesitate in running right up the middle. Like, he's not a, a, uh, a returner that hits the sidelines and tries to use his speed. He understands that if he can split the scene, he can break one. He's got some courage yeah. as a returner. Well, you played with Mike Clemens same way. Exactly. Ball at the 44-yard line. James Franklin's still in at quarterback. Three receivers up top, two to the near side. They'll give the ball on a counter to Wilder, who will take it five yards out to the 44-yard line. you got to sit in film. And watch Mike Clements. And we all know what he could do as a returner and catching the football and running the football. The thing that, from the naked eye, and you guys must have marveled at this, is how tough he was. And that, never, that never, ever, ever was talked about enough of how he would stand in there against tackles who are, you know, two feet taller than him and 200 pounds heavier. I'll tell you a quick little story after this play. Second down and five from their own 49-yard line. Offset eye and It'll be Wilder again as they try to get him some confidence. He's not going to get it on a three-yard run. It's third and two. You know, in Adam Rita's offense, the running backs had to pick up linebackers quite often. There was a player in the league called Jeff Braswell, really oh, yeah. thick football player, 6'1", yeah. 255. Mike had to block him, and he blocked him upper body, and he took a heck of a shot, and his eyes rolled back in the head. I thought the poor kid was dead. Yeah. I mean, I looked at him. I was like, oh, my God, they killed Mike Pinball Clements. <laughs> He shook it off, got back up. The number one thing he's underrated at is his toughness. Back to pass, James Franklin, third and two, and he's got him out on a crossing route. It's S.J. Green, first down to Moore, down to the 45-yard line. Argos will move the sticks. There was a game they were playing. I can't remember if it was the Rough Riders or the Renegades. I think it was the Renegades at the time. It was at the at the then Sky Dome. Ottawa fakes a punt. Terry Baker throws the ball to Remy Trudell in front of the Argonaut bench. And it was late in the game, and he had to get, like, 20 yards for the first down. Out of nowhere. And out of nowhere, the returner comes up and lunges at Remy Trudell on the sideline, knocking him out and almost knocking himself out at the time. And it was Mike Clements who came like a blur to save a game with a tackle. And I, I, absolutely destroying himself in the process. Wilder on first down, inside the 35, inside the 30 to the 28-yard line. That's a gain of 15 yards. And if they can get this dude some confidence... Getting ready for Edmonton in two weeks, that's huge. You know, it's hard to assess. I mean, it's the fourth quarter. There's 9.45 left, and Calgary's not playing with the same intensity. They're playing vanilla defenses. All of a sudden, the Toronto offensive line looks like the way they're supposed to play from the first quarter on. So James Wilder right now is getting some statistics, but it's slightly misleading. I would love to see Gene, I would love to see 
the quarterback throw some passes to see Franklin light it up through the air. Back to pass, Franklin. Three-man rush on a crossing right over the middle. He's got Kims who drops the football, and it's going to be Calgary ball. No, it's still on the ground, and the Argos get it back at the 30-yard line, so it'll be a loss of one yard when all is said and done. Argos very fortunate. Tim's got rocked. Yes, he did. The rock came out. And Calgary, I thought, had it. There's been some hard hits tonight. Uh, Absolutely. Most dramatically hard hits. Good job by Franklin. He can watch his eyes. He can watch his drop. He came off the first receiver, threw the ball effectively to the second receiver. Now, if he can make a third progression given time, then you really got something as a quarterback. Brandon Washington, the left guard over on the sidelines, ended up getting the football eventually after Troy Stoudemire could not bring it in. Second and 11 from their from the Calgary 30. 40-point lead for the Stamps. Franklin dumps it off. Wilder makes the catch. Takes it down to the 20, close to a first down. Certainly close enough to gamble. They'll get 10 yards back, and we'll have to make up the yard and a half they lost on the previous play. Now for James Franklin, just the observation right here, there was pressure, but it wasn't significant pressure. And you could see him kind of jump and shuffle his feet in the pocket. Now if you don't have to move, don't move because the minute you start moving your feet your feet and your ability to throw the football accurately are tied together you don't have to move just a little bit longer a moment of poise and relaxation in the pocket would have been better on that play little gamble and good burst by tyler holmes i believe in a left guard who got downfield and james wilder just ducked in behind james wilder sorry uh, james franklin ducked in behind him fell forward for the first down Argonaut offensive line on the left side completely dominated the right side of the defensive line of the Calgary Stampeders. That was easy yards. I think that was Tyler Holmes who got a good surge. The Ottawa native, Maryville High School. His dad, Richard, played a few games for the Argonauts and headed up to the Rough Rider country. Settled up in Ottawa. Played his college ball at Tulsa. Back to pass, Franklin. Four-man rush. Rolls out to the right. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Throws it from the 20. Looking ends over. It's way out of bounds. Closest man to it was Tim's. And it will be second down and 10 from the 16. Needs to be a little smoother in his movement. A little smoother in how he released from the pocket. And again, you know, and it's so easy to say these type of things because I don't have four people trying to physically punish me (laughs) at the present moment. And he does have four people trying to physically punish you. But just that little moment where he just hangs in there for a split second so the receiver can gain some separation. It's a very, very tough technique to master. Second down and 10 from the 16. Ball just inside the right hash mark. Three receivers up top. Franklin looked the near side first, looked off the receiver, went over the middle, and has the man in Armadi Edwards at the 10-yard line for six. That was a great observation because he did it quickly too. Like he made a fast decision that his first read, his first receiver to the right-hand side, was not there. He was covered. And he shifted his feet. His vision went to the center of the football field, and he delivered. All that was done. What, what would you estimate? In a second and a half, Mike? Not even. Yeah, that like was he, good. He looked off, off the receiver exceptionally Exceptionally quickly. well. That was really good. Now, once again, if he can go to his third receiver, boy, you got something. Williams and Edwards will go out to the left. Declan Cross is checked back into the game. Green to the near side with Timms. Franklin looking, looking, and he's going to take off to the 10. He makes a nice move, and it's going to score. 
Finally, the Argo fans get something to stand and cheer for. A 10-yard touchdown run for James Swanklin. And finally, the Argos get into the end zone. It's 41-7. And that is a missing element in the Argonaut offense. You don't expect, nor do you really want, Ricky Ray to run 10, 11, 12 yards for a touchdown. But James Franklin did that, and he made the right decision. Once again, his vision was downfield. He looked at his opportunities and concluded quickly that his opportunities weren't there. So what is the alternative? If you go one, two, three, you better take off. And he did a really nice job on that. Good job by James Franklin. But, you know, the mitigating factor here, it is now 41-7. to <laughs> You know, so you, you have to, you know, take success here, look at the film, and learn from the film. Well, a cannon went off for the first time tonight. That's good news. I don't, they've got a foghorn here as well that they're going to get going. I didn't hear if they uh, used it or not. Franklin lobs it to the back of the end zone. He was looking for SJ. Nice job, though. Not bad. And he'll go incomplete. We'll take the timeout. 41-7. Stamps lead with five and a half left in the fourth quarter. It's Argo football on TSN 10-50. Schultz with you, 5.25 left. We know the game is decided. It's 41-7 for Calgary. The big question of the night is about Ricky Ray, who was injured in the third quarter. Here's an update from uh, Matt Chinetti, uh, who's patrolling the sidelines tonight for TSN on the TV side. Argos medical staff brought Ricky Ray to BMO Field loading dock, awaiting transportation. Medical staff continuously communicating with Ray and evaluating his extremities. Ray moving his arms and legs. Ambulance has not arrived yet. So, our thanks to Imaginetti. Good find on Twitter, Mr. Schultz. Look at you using the Twitter machine. That's my email machine. Oh, okay. That works. The Twitter machine is too complicated for me. <laughs> Remember the first few words on Twitter. Twit. There we go. If you want to follow me on Twitter, at TSN Mike Hogan. I do respond, unlike Chris, the mean man to my right, who is the jinx tonight. Until I get a win no, here. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not the jinx. I'm the negative influence. Oh, that'll work. Peffer's going to kick it deep. It's going to be taken by one of the uh, upbacks, uh -oh. which uh, is a receiver. Uh-oh. Reggie Begleton will get across the 30 to the 35, and that's where the Stampeders will set up shop with a 34-point lead. You know, I don't know. That, they're going to get burned in their kickoff coverage one of these days because they're overloading to the right, and somebody's going to get the ball and run the opposite side and get a big play. Take the timeout. Argo's down big. Five minutes and 18 seconds left in the fourth. It's Argo football on TSN 10-50. Argo's down 41-7, five and a half allowed here in quarter number four. Matt Shinetti with a couple of more tweets saying that other CFL quarterbacks are texting him to find out how Ricky is doing. That shows you the respect that 15 has around the league. And here's uh, the more important one. Ricky Ray update. It's a neck injury. Ray will be taken to Toronto Western Hospital, which is about a five-minute drive from here. Uh, the club says it's purely precautionary at this point. You don't want to mess with the neck. No, so you, really you go don't. in, you get the MRI done, you make sure that everything is okay. Hopefully it is, and Ricky's up and out of to go by week next week. And then Edmondson's here in two weeks. So good time for the bye for Ricky Ray on the offense. First and ten. Four receivers to the near side. Arbuckle in a quarterback. Hands the ball off. Here goes Williams. And he's going to kick it outside and get the first down. Darby and Ball will finally get him and knock him out of bounds after a gain of 12. Terry Williams has some acceleration. And he's yeah. got a really hard stride. A hard stride, by that I mean when he makes contact, because his legs are running 
with authority. He's really difficult to bring down. They may have found a gem in Terry Williams. And the other running back, Don Jackson's pretty good too. They got two of them now. So we'll see what the Stamps can do here. First and 10 at their own 47-yard line. Argos to play Edmonton here in a couple of weeks. And good falls, low and hard, and uh, only the receiver was going to be able to make that play, not the DB, and it was indeed caught. Trying to get a number. It was Reggie Begleton again. Well, 4.30 left in the game. This disaster of a game for the Toronto Argonauts is certainly going to ruin the bye week. All of a sudden, this team, it's like you have to start all over again. The Saskatchewan loss. And now this loss. I'd actually prefer to have the bye week after a game like this and coming up with a big win. And they'll dump it off, and they've got a man close to first down yardage. Kamar Jordan will make the catch. And the reason I say that is this gives them time to just clear the head, come back, and start fresh. It's like, okay, that's out of the way. Yeah. As opposed to if they had a beaten Saskatchewan last week, let's say hypothetically they come back and win a game in the same dramatic fashion they did last year in Grey Cup. They come back, they win big. You want to play next week. Right? Yes, absolutely. You want to play. This way, you know, it's going to put a little bit more, it'll give them a little more motivation to the coaching staff, like they need it. But this will be a long night for Mark Pressman and the staff. Back to pass. And again, it's another completion, and that catch made by, I believe, Breskison down to the 40-yard line. Check that Sindani with the catch. First catch for Richard who uh, played last year with the Calgary Dinosaurs, Wayne Harris's program. What a program that is. You know, one of the questions for Toronto is how do you evaluate the film in this game? Do you go over play-by-play in detail? Oh, yeah. Because there's not much. Up until the injury, probably. It's been sloppy after the but you're going to evaluate Franklin. And they're going to go to the ground. Williams gets blown up real good this time as Dylan Wynn and Ken Bishop or is that Marcus Ball? I see dreadlocks. It's Marcus Ball. And that's, a, the that's the first time that the Argonaut defensive line has blown up a running back mm-hmm. the entire game. Mercifully, we've hit the three-minute warning. 2.47 left, 41-7 Calgary. Uh, we'll come back and wrap up this puppy as we continue with Argo football on TSN 1050. Second down, 12 to go for the Stampeders. 2.47 remaining here in the fourth quarter. And uh, we'll see what the Stamps can do here. It will be the bye week. Most of the players will get a chance to go home. It's uh, it's actually a good time for that because you know what training camp is like. Training, it's camp, not, it's, training it's, camp is a grind, Mike. Yeah. You know, some teams, like, it was interesting. I honestly thought that Hamilton would be flat in their game against Edmonton because being on the road the first week, playing Calgary, then playing Edmonton, and then having to live as a football team for yeah. an extended week, you know, that's not, you know, don't get me wrong. I like my teammates, but, but I don't want to <laughs> live with them for seven days in a row. Second and 11 from the 41-yard line of the Argonauts. The backup quarter is Nick Arbuckle from Georgia State. He's in. He's been in for the last couple of series. Oh, and here's wait. another big, big oh, hole. Boy. Gaping hole for Terry Williams is going to get about 13 yards and a first down. You know, good thing about Terry Williams is he's not he's still playing. I mean, this is the end of the fourth quarter, and he's running as hard as he did. In He's the first quarter. That's her job. Well, that's that's how coaches are evaluating this. They love to see players that, in their mind, no matter the scenario in the game, they're still playing hard. That was a great play 
and he'll get a big fat check mark when they watch video and, and the, the team is graded out individually. So, first down, 10 to go from the 27-yard line of the Argonauts. Quick hitch near side, oh, wide geez. open is Tavares Daniels, and the Notre Dame product will make a DB miss. Ronnie Yell had him all lined up and somehow missed, just grabbed air. That's tough to do, and it's going to be another first down for the Stamps. Tavares Daniels kind of got the ball rolling. It was 3-0 for Calgary when Mitchell uh, Bo Levi hit him on a 39-yard touchdown in the first quarter. It was 10-0 after two possessions, and the Argos have never been able to bounce back. And of all the plays, that's been the play that's been most difficult to stop is getting the receivers the ball in space close to the sidelines. Three receivers to the right, ball on the left, hash mark. And they'll go ground game again. Big hole again. It closed quickly, though. Big hit coming across the middle was Alden Darby. Nice play. And nice play. That's Vaughn was in there. That's football right there, Mike. That, that's the way you're supposed to play. The one tackler for the Argonauts took his leg, leg out. Cassius Vaughn took his upper body out. And that's how you play the game. That's great. That was Hakeem Jordan. Hakeem Jordan. Game oh, over. the linebacker. He hit my guy. Yeah, your guy. 100 games even in the NFL. Andy Reid had him for almost all of them in Philadelphia. And then Reid went to Kansas City and said, uh, Akeem, come with me to Kansas City. Fade uh, route to the back corner, and that is going to be knocked away. Double coverage. Jermaine Gabriel got over there first. Got some help from Kenna. Yes, it's Abdul Kenna, not Kenna. I asked him a practice a couple of days ago. I just want to make sure. Offside. Toronto number 26, oh, five-yard penalty, repeat second down. There's Cassius Vaughn. Now, you see the way the play that involved, where the receiver went up for the football and the two defensive backs annihilated the receiver, Yeah. like physically punished him so he could not catch the football. That was 100% completely absent in the majority of this yeah, game. That's that was point. excellent. That was excellent. That's how you play defensive back. When you have the receiver in a vulnerable position, you separate him from the football. Tyron Brackenridge is going to love that, the DB's coach. That's the way he used to play. Running play. Jermaine Gabriel came up, shot the gap, and made the hit. Limited to a two-yard gain. It's going to be first down, though, as they'll move the six, and it's a first and goal. Just outside a minute, and the Stampeders, after losing the Grey Cup, I think in most instances you take Jeez. a couple of knees and go home. Not in this one. I don't think Stampeders no, are going to take a knee here. This has been a methodical we're going to put a nail in the Argonaut coffin on this day and we're going to finish you off. And they're going to go to the ground game and that's not going to happen. Gabriel was able to come in and clean up after Kenna was in there. But you know Curtis what's funny? Vaughn was in there. Sorry, that's a, a Jordan was in there. Check it's that. funny it's because Jordan. on this series I can hear the hits up here and maybe... I don't know why. Like, earlier in the game, I couldn't hear the hits. Like, we're a significant distance away from the football field, yep. but I can hear the hits now. We're upper deck here at BMO on the west side, right at midfield, right at the 54-yard line. It's a long way from the five. And stutter step and in. And not into the end zone. Ken Bishop will hold him up, get some help, and it'll be third and goal from the one with 15 seconds left. And what is Dave Dickinson going to do here? Third and goal from the one. You have a uh, 36, I have to do the math here, point lead. 34. 34. 
I didn't. Oh, thir- seven minus forty-one. Oh yeah, thirty-four. Thir- da, 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 Sorry. Da. <laughs> math major at Arizona. No, come on, man. Come on. I was just. Grade nine math were four of the worst years of my life, and I'm not coming <laughs> up with this, and you're not. Oh, down the ball. Oh, they are going to take the move. Classy there we move go. By Dave. Good Nick job. Arbuckle will do that, and after. Uh, after a horrific game today from an Argonaut perspective, and Dylan Wynn just can't get off the field fast enough. He's almost in a full sprint to get to the locker room. Don't blame him. No. You know the uh, the defensive line is going to be very frustrated after that game because, well, for, for a large extent of the day, game, they just couldn't get anything done, Schultz. And that's a good group. Like, it's an exceptionally good group. Well, you and know. They just, they just couldn't. They couldn't handle Derek Dennis, Shane Bergman, Ukambe Williams, Brad Erdos, and Spencer Wilson absolute full marks to the Calgary offensive line tonight. They were spectacular. The problem with this game is it wasn't one thing. It was about five things. First and foremost, they lost the line of scrimmage. And when you lose the line of scrimmage in a football game, you're not going to win. Number two is the Calgary receivers separated from the Toronto defensive backs, whether it was zone or man, consistently through the football game. Number three is they did not tackle well. Don Jackson and Terry Williams had excellent days. Number four is there was a special teams breakdown of significance. There was a field goal they should have easily got. There was a snap to the holder that should not have produced a negative result. And number five, and by far the most serious issue, is you got your quarterback killed. Now, the reason Ray got hit the way he did, I mean, that happens. That was not one of those things where someone made a mental error and a player ran free into Ray. He just tried to make something happen on the move, and it was the circumstances of the play. Again, to use the analogy, it was like one car pushed Ray into another car, and they're both going the same way, and Ray's in the middle. Quick update, by the way. This is again from Matt Chinetti a couple of minutes ago. Uh, Toronto paramedics have now arrived at BMO Field. Ricky Ray will now be transported to Toronto Western again. Initial assessment is a neck injury, and again, quote-unquote, purely precautionary is what the Argos are saying. So that's what we've got from up top. I see Nakasanyeka, the the second-year player out of Laurier. He's on uh, crutches right now. He was injured in the second half, and Matt Black didn't come back for the second half after he was injured earlier tonight. So this uh, this was uh, just a disaster on a lot of different levels. For the Argonauts, as uh, they will very gladly take some time off and try and regroup. We'll come back. We will hear from Mark Pressman. That'll be fun. I don't think Coach will be in a very good mood, obviously. So <laughs> we'll get his update from Ricky as well as we continue with the postgame show. Hogan and Schultz with you on uh, the Argo broadcast on TSN 1050.